What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome, 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 welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 67. Oh my God, what is up, everybody? I have missed you all. I have really, really did. I really, really missed you guys. Um, it's been what about a about a good bit of it. I got about a, about a week since I've done a, since I've done an episode, and um, every time I try not, I I try not to um leave y'all you know too much without an episode because leaving y'all without an episode kills me too you know what i'm saying like i don't give y'all content you know especially good content because every time i i decide not to do an episode for a week if it just feels like everything hits the fucking fan i can never talk about it and of course when i used to do it without social media i really rarely would um would keep up with it so now that i'm really um getting more invested into social media and, you know, just doing everything myself, uh, it, it, it kind of, it, it even hurts me more not to put out content to y'all. So it was killing me. You know what I'm saying? However, a brother had a great time. You feel me? Like my birthday was amazing. Um, I had a great, great, wonderful, wonderful time, but we'll get into all of that. Um, I hope everybody's week has been, these last two weeks have been great. Um, I hope that, um, in these last two weeks you've, um, um, really, um, come to understanding your goals and understanding, um, where your 2019 should be going, um, right now. Um, if you don't just keep moving forward, as I say, sometimes you don't understand, uh, sometimes you don't understand your purpose. And I got that from a a good mentor and friend. Um, she literally told me at a time where I was just trying to figure out, um, my podcast really and figuring out what was it doing. Um, she was like, you know, you have a, you have a calling, you have a passion. And she said, you may not understand your purpose, but understand that God is pulling you in the right direction and stay true to you and stay, um, um, the, the, uh, stay true to your essence, uh, the essence of you, um, authentically. And, um, uh, th- those words, um, literally her being in those offices, uh, me being in an office, I, I could never just not get those words out of my head. And, uh, I was just so appreciative of those words. So when I say people, you know, keep moving forward, whether in your path, I remember talking, um, literally this week, I remember talking at, a, um, um, at an event about, you know, the, 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 the importance of branding, um, that event went really well. Shout out to y'all. Um, and it, having having that uh, having the opportunity to talk about um, the importance of branding and the the how I got to where I am. Uh, first of all, I was, I was just like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" First, I, I told my um, my 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 friend at my friend literally. I told her, "Shout out to Joy." I told her, "I was like, I don't know why you're choosing me to talk about." branding in this way you know what i'm saying like i don't know why you're why you're asking me out of all people you know because i like i've said i I call myself my biggest critic you know what i'm saying and i think when you're an artist um of any sort and and you're and you're continuously putting more more and more of your time and effort into something that is growing and elevating um and you're and you're trying to perfect your craft and your perfectionist right so um i think when you're in that mindset you're always your biggest critic and i think for since i've been um doing this since uh, 2016 i said i've always been my biggest critic but i've never really been my biggest supporter until um it was really 2017 so 
um, I was more so a heavy critic on myself. And, and that's what I felt in that moment. Like, why are you choosing me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many dope people that me and her know, you know what I'm saying? That's around the GR area, you know, around the Allendale area that are um, very great entrepreneurs that I look to, um, not whether you're younger or older than me, you know what I'm saying, um, that I look to, that I study. Um, and I'm like, wow, you, you, the, the fact that you chose me over those people, I think is, is, it says something to me and to my character about how I do things. So I just wanted to shout them out because that brain event was amazing. I think for me, just to explain my story, um, really the first time that I could explain my story and how every, all of this came together, um, THC, the opinionated brother, Devontae's world, everything. And it's still coming together. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm not done. This is, this is, this is an, uh, a life journey for me. This is, this is amazing. You know? And, um, I remember my girlfriend saying something earlier. She was literally talking about, I never, cause I never understood that this could be a career path until you like opened my eyes to this and you know we got together and everything so you doing this it, it, when I I literally put something out on Instagram you know she helped me um she helped me out you know we were just playing around with my new toys and everything I got um uh shout out to B Ringer uh for my new interface and shout out to Toner for my new um my new microphone that I'm using as well, um, got some new toys, you know what I'm saying? So she was just excited to see like the, the, the drive and the passion. And I have people in the, in, in my corner for that. So, um, just to, just to go in and explain my story and just to see people react to it in, in, in very positive ways. You know, I, I'm not cookie cutter. Um, I don't sugarcoat anything. I haven't been sugarcoating anything, uh, when I put my content out since 2016 so it was like I, I i can't i can't go back to sugarcoating shit you know i can't go back to sitting here and you know being contained and being just uh not nonchalant you know not telling my truth you understand what i'm saying uh even if people any even if people don't like it you understand what i'm saying um you got to tell your truth so i just appreciate this week these last two weeks have been amazing my birthday was oh amazing i appreciate everybody that came out for my birthday let's get into it let's get let's get into the show man let's get into the show because y'all know i'll be rambling sometimes because it just, it just be it just be so great you know what i'm saying like i appreciate the journey you know, like, I know I ramble a lot in the first, you know, 10 minutes, but I just want to let y'all know that I appreciate the journey, all aspects of the real, of the journey for real. And it's amazing that um, I continue to grow and I continue to see it and I continue to see people appreciate it, right? I continue to see people appreciate it and I continue to see people uh, getting into podcasts more. Like, I, I appreciate, shout out to the T-Mills podcast, shout out to the In-Between podcast, like, shout out to all the new up-and-coming podcasts, indie podcasts, whether you are an independent podcaster, whether you're podcasting for your, um, for your university, whether you're podcasting on a bigger stage, it don't matter, shout out to you because we are out here doing it, you understand what I'm saying? And I mean all podcasts across the front. So shout out to y'all. So let's jump into this. So let's jump into the show. You feel me? So the first half, we have a lot to get into. You already know we have a lot to get into. And I've been drinking a little bit. So you know we got a lot to get into. And you know I'm about to have an opinion on every little bit. And the second half of the show is Black History Month, of course. And if you know, if you've been um, 
a frequent listener of the show, you know that I am not particularly a, a, the biggest fan of Black History Month. Um, I will get into that um, during the first half of the show. But I also, uh, why I wanted to say that is because during this show, or during the second half of the show, I'm sorry, um, we're going to be talking about, um, is there an educational division amongst black people when it comes to PWIs and HBCUs? Now, I got this um, this question, or I, I wanted to talk about this topic for a minute, but I never felt like it was the right time. For one, this question came from a tweet that, um, that made black Twitter kind of angry. <laughs> um, and the actual person... Uh, that tweeted it actually, um, I know the person. Well, not, not no, no, but I know of the person. And I asked him to come on the show. Um, he, you know, he's busy and everything, but I wanted to let him know that, listen, I will be talking about this because this is not only a topic that is very sensitive in the black community, but it's very swept under the rug as well. And we don't talk about how, we sort of kind of even though we play a lot, you know, we joke around, but we 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 joke around because we don't want to talk about shit. And I, and I and I say that for a reason because literally if you think about it, even though HBCUs and PWI for black students um is you know, can be different cultures, at the end of the day, we are black young middle-aged, old, um, educated men, women who may not have gotten taught the same, but need to actually look at each other and say, okay, you're educated, but maybe you don't know this. We need to be, we need to stop being learned like teachers in thought and be learners in thought. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to explain all of that in the second half. We're going to get into it. Okay. So let's get into the first half of the show. So let's recap my birthday. Like I said, my birthday was amazing. Okay. <laughs> birthday was great. Um, went to the Bob in Grand Rapids. Shout out to the Bob. First of all, first of all, I've been waiting to say this. I've been waiting to say this for two weeks. Okay. I've been waiting to say this. Or actually for a week. Seriously. I've been waiting to say this. Now, mind you, I played it crazy all weekend for my outfits, right? I felt like I did. Because this, this was outside the box for me. Especially uh, my second outfit with the leopard um, and the ripped jeans looking like Pootie Tang and somebody's uncle. I hit uncle status then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had the leopard shirt on, Fashion Nova, had the uh, Fashion Nova jeans, the ripped jeans with um, Stacey Adam, um, uh, leopard loafers with the fur inside. Man, first of all, that was a whole outfit um, less than $100. Shout out. You feel me? And um, fashion over, everything fit great. Like, shout out to y'all. But what pissed me off, right? And this is, this is, this was crazy because I brought in my birthday really, really great. We, we drank some wine. I had my Airbnb. We, you know, we got high. It was great. Like, uh, great. Like, it was, it was amazing. Like, everything was just great. Up until Saturday when we went to the Bob, right? Go to the Bob and, I get there with my rib jeans on, my leopard shirt, you know, shoes, whatnot. And I get to the get to the bouncer. The bouncer looks at me and he says, Well, you can't come in with your jeans. I said, Now, mind you, I don't really care. I could go home and put on the black jeans that I low-key wore with my pink dove shirt and my pink loafers. It wasn't no big deal. 
Like I could have caught an Uber. It it wasn't a big deal to me, right? My man's sits here and says, but because your top looks better than your bottom, I'm going to let you go through anyway. He literally looked at me and said, don't walk out the house. Don't don't roll out the house um, like that again. Um, don't, or I'm sorry, don't roll out of bed looking like that again. In that moment, my maturity was tested, right? Like sometimes I feel like God sends you Sometimes I feel like God just sends you something where he got to test you and see if you've grown in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? And if if people know me, right, you know that I pop off. I don't care where, right? I don't mind where. Because if you deserve a pop off, you're going to get it from me. Right now, I'm gonna use my verbal words before I use my hands. I'm, I'm, I can always cut you with my words before I. But if need be, if I need to go to the hands, that is not a problem either. However, I usually could end you with my words. It's, it's just, it's just like that. But I'm not like the, you know, I do it, you know, like battle rap and shit like that. No, I just know I can cut you with my words, and that's that. You understand what I'm saying? I can just end, end it flat. So literally my friends are in the back. My girl is in the back, right? My people's in the back of me. They see this. They see this happen. And literally my, literally I was just like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And in my head, in my head, I'm sitting here going off. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm pissed. I want to beat this nigga ass with these lovers on. He done tried it. I'm about to go jungle fever on this nigga real quick and boom, bop, bink on this nigga. I'm literally like, you know what? Let me not do that. It's Saturday. It's my birthday. We're not going to do this. I said, I'm drunk. I'm lit. We ain't even about to do it. My girl can get in free because ladies was in free. I said, perfect. Cool. And we good. Walked in. It was fine after that. You feel me? But in that moment, I just wanted to tell that bouncer that you are a fuckboy. You feel me? Because honestly, I didn't need the extra rah-rah, as I like to as I like to tell my girl. Like, I don't need the extra rah-rah. All that extra bullshit, all you had to tell me was, you can't wear ripped jeans in this club. All I had to do was go back to the place Go back to my Airbnb and get jeans. That's it. Or go back to my house. Understand, my house, the Airbnb, and the Bob were in literally the same vicinity. So I wasn't too far. I could walk. I could take an Uber. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But the fact that you sat here and you took it upon yourself to disrespect literally tested my patience. And I'm so glad that I showed so much maturity in there. Because if that was 21-year-old time, 21-year-old Ty, four years ago, would have slapped that motherfucker, and I would have been in jail. It would have been that. I, I would have popped off. It wouldn't have been no words. I would have just popped off because it would it, it just would have been that. Me and my friends would have been dragged out of it. It would have been that. It would have been that. So, yeah, I was just like, to the bouncer, I don't know if you didn't get none that night, if nobody was trying to give you none that night, but you need to be punched in the fucking face sorry uh for that night i just needed to let you know that okay but other than that my birthday was great went to 
uh, Sundance, went to 40 Acres, 40 Acres food, like I said, was great, um, went to, um, uh, Sundance, which was great, Mimosas was amazing, because Mimosas was great, um, because I did, 40 Acres, I love you, I love you, but sometimes I was behind the bar, and, um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't behind the bar, I'm sorry, well, your one of your bartenders was behind the bar and made me the nastiest mimosa I ever had and I had to give it back and uh, when I went to Sundance I was like thank you Jesus that I got a great mimosa because it was just like and it was my first time going to uh, uh, 40 Acres too and I remember me and the fellas went to go to, uh, try to watch the game and I was like can I get a mimosa because I was just feeling a mimosa at that moment I was like can I get a mimosa and I just felt like he just put the whole damn champagne bottle in the glass and literally just hit it with a spritz of orange juice just to give it some color. Because I was just like, what is this? I was like, at least can I get 25% orange juice? Damn. But it was all good. Shout out to 40 Acres and shout out to Sundance. Um, so let's get into it. Um, why I don't like Black History Month, man. Um, so here's the thing. It's not that I don't like Black History Month, right? I love Black History I love black um, our culture, my people, everything. On if you know me, I, I'm on record every every day, um, trying to promote more of our or more of our blackness, if you would say. Um, however, um, I do, however, feel as though not as much as I felt last year, but I still feel this way that Black History Month is a I I, I want to say it, it, it's looked at more to me it's more of a hindrance to us you understand what I'm saying and I think for the purposes of what it was created for um when it was created as Negro History Week um I think it was created for the the the, the initiative to really push black history into education you understand what I'm saying like black history needs to be in education because our 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 kids no matter the race need to know how our America was truly built and because white folk don't want to sit here and own their shit yet our education will always be in 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue okay that will always be the history, at least the stereotypical in-house history, right? So Negro history was literally essentially for not only black people, but for America to essentially say, to essentially know, okay, well, this is what this history was. So for me, I felt like growing up, literally, I would love Black History Month, right? Love Black History Month and... I felt like so many people love Black History Month, too, from February 1st to February 28th. At March 1st, everybody just stopped, even black people, right? I would look at my, I would look around and see, like, whoa, why, why were you so this and so pro-black from the 1st to the 28th, and then March 1st, we're just done, Right? Like, just done. So, that's why I had so much of a sentiment of, I particularly don't like Black History Month because I really feel like it has really brought our essence, 
the, the essence of our of, of, of true blackness down, right? Like, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it different. Because I feel as though the big three of Black History Month, anybody can name the big three of Black History Month. Anybody. Anybody can name the black uh, the big three of Black History Month. Rosa, Martin, and Malcolm. How many times are we going to hear about those three in our schools? You understand what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to be. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be real. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm trying to be real here. I love how so. What what I love about Black History Month now is that a lot more millennials are taking the initiative to understand Black history and understand the culture and use Black History Month as a way. To bring back what it was initially added into education. You understand what I'm saying? Like different people, different organizations, different black organizations, different black um, business owners are literally posting like. um, uh, Probably inventors and engineers and doctors that we don't even know about. You understand what I'm saying? Who are literally making black history in their either local communities, in their state communities, in their American communities. You feel me? The United States of America, right? Like, we got to stop looking at Black History Month as just 28 days. First of all, you gave us 28 days. That's not even a month. That's why I'm ultimately pissed. You gave us 28 days and you thought that shit was sweet. That's not sweet. And we shouldn't take it as 28 days. I believe our history is 365. We need to start celebrating as such. I'm not just celebrating. I'm sorry if it doesn't seem like I'm celebrating Black History Month on this month. But it just I'm not about to sit here and spout right, so much history from the 1st to the 28th. And then we just cut the shits. No. No. Because... Everybody needs to do better to spot that history every fucking, every fucking day. I may sound insensitive, but I don't give a damn. (laughs) Like, because literally after March 1st, what are y'all going to be doing? Going back to your regular daily routines. And honestly, everybody want to learn black history through between the 1st and the 20th and put the book away. I'm, and that's, I guess that's fine. But I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of posters um, uh, this week about how, you know, people should, um, how, uh, how, how people should talk or how people should celebrate, uh, other races should celebrate Black History Month. Primarily white races, right? Uh, white races. <laughs> I am a fool. Um, but no, it was funny because I was looking at this and I was like, hmm, I said, that's interesting. Um, 10 ways white people can celebrate Black History Month. So these 10 ways of how white people can celebrate Black History Month. One, donate to, uh, donate cash to a black woman's self-care fund, uh, tell no one, right? So white people, white folk, you like to sit here and tell um, the whole fucking public world that you donated to a black person or you donated to a minority. Stop that. Like, we don't we don't care. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like we're not most of the time we're not here for the 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 exposure because at this point exposure gets you nothing. Um, going viral does nothing for you. It, it does. I'm not gonna say it doesn't doesn't do anything for you now, but this is not the viral age that it was from like 2011 to 2015. Uh, that viral age is done. Going viral is not the same anymore. So stop expecting um, to for something to just pop. You understand? Just go to a business. Go to a black-owned business. Like Killer Mike said on Black Fridays, instead of going to your, your local Walmart and buying everything, just um, uh, big Fortune 500 company brands, go and uh, buy local. Buy local when you're uh, at a black market or or at a black su- uh, superstore or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just just, just buy black, right? Or uh, Period. Number two, um, buy books by black authors. Read them, okay? Don't just buy the book. Read the book, okay? Okay? Don't just buy it, but read it. Three, contribute to Rachel Car- I don't. I don't know who this is. Um, but it says C number one, but it's uh, contribute to the Rachel Cargo's therapy fund. That must be for number one. Donate anyway. Uh, number four, list 10 ways you're, uh, personally benefit from, uh, from privilege, share this meme, and, uh, your list on social media. So basically why people, you're privileged, you're, you're privileged. Okay. You need to understand that. Uh, you need to list 10 ways in how you are privileged. You understand what I'm saying? Like you're overly privileged and you know that, and you don't want to own it, but we know, and it's okay. Uh, number five, watch five movies in which white people are not the hero. Black Panther is out. Watch another one. Uh, number six, download Layla F. Sade's White Supremacy. Me workbook. Okay. Number seven, ask your faith organization to stop ignoring race. Listen, ask your faith organization to stop ignoring race. I'm going to say that again. Ask your faith organization to stop ignoring race. Okay? Um, number eight, educate yourself on the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter, if you didn't know that, um, to separate fact from fiction. A lot of people um, compare the Black Lives Matter movement to the Black Panther movement back in the 60s, um, which I don't do that. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I won't, I haven't seen in recent, in recent years, uh, 20, 2015, 2016 was their like biggest years. And they, for me, they've gone ghost off the face of the earth. I haven't, you know, usually their social media is always popping, but, um, I haven't seen them as of late, but, um, that's fine too. Um, when talking with people of color, listen more than you talk. Oh my God. White folk. Hear me, white people, people that are white and white people, all y'all, black people too, right? Like everybody, we need to, everybody need to do this, but specifically white folks, when talking with people of color, doesn't matter, light blue, light blue, green, okay, dog, light skin, brown skin, don't matter. If you are a person of color, minority, you and if you are talking to a white person, that white person needs to listen more than they talk. Because white people, you have a tendency to sit here and love to talk about your motherfucking selves too motherfucking much. And I will cut you off. I have no problem doing that. 
I have no problem not listening to you and going into my own little zone. Because white people, you know you love to talk about your fucking selves. When somebody is talking about um, something totally different. Literally, I start a conversation with somebody and they don't listen. And they're like, yeah, my daughter, I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I was talking about me for a minute. It's all about me. It's not about you. Okay? It's not about you. All right? Be, be, know that. That is not about you. Okay? I, I, know it, I know it's been deemed into your head that it's about you, but it's not all about you. When, when I'm talking, then, then it's my time. But when you're talking, it's your time. Okay? Okay. And then the last one, make a purchase or any or many purchases from black-owned small businesses. Make sure, listen, that and that goes to my, my, my thing with number one. Just don't um, go into, just don't donate to the Black Women's Self-Care Fund. Uh, literally donate, uh, literally not even don't, well, donate to black businesses, but also invest and buy from those black businesses, literally. And don't sit here and try to invest out of, you know, just trying to get capital gain, but invest because you really want to see um, that person grow, see that black person flourish. Um, literally, it, 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 we just got to do better. And then... Um, now going into why I don't like Black History Month, um, so Gucci decided, and, and I guess Prada and them, all of them, decided that they wanted to come out with a new, uh, I guess you can, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what you would call this, right? I don't, I don't know what you would call this, but, but what, what it what it symbolized, right, was, um, you could you could basically say it was black. It, it was more so a derogatory, demean, uh, demeaning outfit towards the black community, um, because be be it, it, for the simple fact that black men um, have been called big, well, black people for, forever um, in this country um, have been mimicked for our body shape. Um, our body type, our lips, um, our, our color, our skin color, period. So this outfit, this particular outfit was red um, around the lips um, and black. It was like half faced and then black like a dress. And um, Gucci, Gucci definitely got us. Uh, is getting boycotted for it now. I guess Prada uh, and Gucci are getting boycotted. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing on this. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to definitely agree with Waka Flocka, uh, Waka Flocka for this. Uh, because everybody's boycotting, right? We you, you Every time something happens when a, a, a demeaning um, product or anybody demeans the black community, we immediately want to fucking boycott, right? And honestly, y'all boycotting does nothing, right? We have a culture that spends $1.2 trillion. That's T.I.'s money, okay? He spends almost seven, like we give, and that's not even T.I.'s money, but he said he spends seven figures on Gucci. $1.25 trillion of black people's money Goes to Gucci. Think about that. The cult. What we're not understanding is the culture moves 
this fucking country. Black culture, that is. And it's so many ways of being black that we think of just one way. And see, that's a one-dimensional type thinking, my black people. When you are thinking one-dimensional, you will act one-dimensional. So what do we do? We boycott. No! Stop fucking boycott. Love Tia. Love everybody that's trying to boycott Gucci. But you need to stop at this point. Because you literally have been spending seven figures on Gucci. And you ain't nan want to boycott. Gucci ain't nan had a person of color in their offices and y'all expect them to do what? Make clothes for you, for your, for your, y'all, to me, it just feel like y'all stupid. And I'm sorry, call it what it is, but it make me feel like y'all stupid. There are brands, there are people out here that are on these shows, literally, that live across, that live across the street from you, that literally have high fashion, high black fashion, and y'all don't buy it. Y'all want to go because it's an image. Oh, y'all want to get that check. So you, it take money to make money, right? And once you elevate in success, you got to get that what? That Gucci Fendi Prada. Gucci Fendi Prada ain't going nowhere. The white people going to wear. But see, what made Gucci pop pop was fake Gucci. And how many people have been wearing fake Gucci? How many of y'all have been wearing? How many of y'all got fake Gucci on right now? <laughs> no, seriously. How many of y'all got fake Gucci on right now? Fake Gucci propelled the Gucci sales. Let me say that again. Gu- fake Gucci propelled Gucci to where it is now. We may not have put money into Gucci itself, right? But the actual presence, essence, of Gucci made Gucci rise in the black culture, whether it was fake or real. So now we want to boycott people. Now we want to boycott. Oh, we want to boycott because they take. Uh, uh. First of all, let me talk to Gucci. Um, not Gucci Mane, but Gucci the brand. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a sip. Let me talk to you, Gucci, real quick. First of all, to all to, to to those companies like Gucci who don't have um, minority representation in your office, you need to get some ASAP. And I I, I I suggest you get it like very quickly. Very, very quickly. I said the same thing that about HM uh, when they had their little monkey incident. You need to get it very quickly. Because the fact of the matter is, you need in this culture to survive in this culture, which y'all will be, and it is going, y'all gonna hit y'all heads to try and figure this out. Y'all are gonna hit your heads. Y'all gonna fall on your faces. Y'all gonna, it's gonna be a, and this may be that time. It's gonna be a time where y'all fall on y'all faces and not lay off so many people because y'all didn't want to listen and not go, go go with the culture. And hire great, great minority, whether that is black, blue, green, brown, light brown, whatever, designers, because you don't want to, oh, go against the, and then your apology, 
your apology. I'm why people can y'all come with another apology? Like I'm I'm tired of the oh my god, we sincerely apologize. First of all, y'all know how I am about that damn sincerely when they damn it. You know they damn they sincere. I'm sick of this sincerely. Okay? Tired of sincerely. You need to stop being sincere and actually start making action. Be and black people, if you actually want to sit here and boycott. Stop putting your money into Gucci, Fendi, and Prada and start putting your money into these black businesses that's low-key struggling to keep up, but that's on these shows that's that's acting like they're flourishing when they really not. Stop playing. Like, stop playing. Y'all want to put so much money in the fashion over? Put so much money into your girl, home, your homegirl dresses. You keep saying she make bomb-ass dresses? Put your money into that. You got seven figures and shit. Put your money into start your own shit. It's great black. Get behind these black. It's some great. First of all, shout out to Crystal Robinson. I wanted to give her a shout out real quick. She literally makes her own clothes. She don't buy shit. Literally, she she is always on Facebook, literally making dresses, um, sweaters, every literally everything. You give her a piece of fabric, she about to make some shit. You you can give her ass uh 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 what is that some tablecloth you got a tablecloth dress number I'm telling you hey come on now but that's what I'm saying invest in people like that 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 have the craft I said I know I said I was never the big Gucci Fendi Prada fan I was never that big I was never that person to wear designer clothes especially to sit here and what. Just to what? Be be popular? Because that's what y'all essentially being. Popular. Y'all want to be a part of the popular? Oh, that pop popular. You're you're in you're in the in crowd. You want to be popular, dude. So shut up saying that shit. I put I got respect for y'all, but y'all need to respect yourselves and stop sitting here doing all this dumb shit and start actually putting y'all money where your mouth is and start investing into the black community. And I'm done on that. I'm done. I'm done. So I re- I quickly read this story, right? And this story was um this story was kind of crazy, y'all. A man died from an overdose before a bear ate him alive. I'm no lie, right? Um, so this man was in I don't know if it was Yellowstone or um it was some national park, and he died of a meth overdose, right? They well the 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 his body was found, right? And when the police found his body, they found his body getting mauled by a bear and the bear took his body, right? So then when the bear, you know, left his body alone blah blah. They took his body and they thought that the the uh that the cause of death was just, you know, he got aimed by a bear. No. What caused of death was a meth overdose. Then the bear came home and started snacking. Now I'm not I'm miss I'm, this is really serious, guys. Okay. Do not take meth. Okay. Ooh, Jesus. Meth is one of listen. Meth is one of them drugs that you just no. Okay. I haven't taken meth, but I've seen breaking bad. And that is nothing you that is something you just don't want to do. First of all, if you gotta put a gas mask on to sit here and make this drug, that is something you do not want to just inhale. Don't. Okay, because if you do, the next time you might get eaten by a bear. 
Okay, you just might get eaten by a damn bear. Be careful. And be careful in them damn woods up there, y'all. Y'all don't know what the hell up there. Y'all need to be careful. Okay, animals, listen, I've just been saying all week, Mother Nature and global warming have been having a slugfest, okay? Mother Nature has been on her period for the last few days, uh, last week, okay? And uh, global warming, global warming is over here acting he is like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. And Mother Nature said, "No, you're not." You know what I'm saying? So y'all need to. Re- y'all, these animals are going haywire. They will eat you. I'm just like, all right, all right. So, um, free Twenty One Savage, please. <laughs> um, so everything in the media about Twenty One Savage. Um, if you didn't know, Twenty One Savage has been, um was arrested by ICE, which ICE is the, like, FBI of the, um, of the immigration, so basically, uh, if you don't have your visa, uh, renewed, or if you are over here illegally, um, ICE will get your ass, obviously, um, however, this story was really interesting because 21 Savage, aka Shahabin, uh, uh, Abraham Joseph, uh, I love. I, I don't know that that name was just just a great Shahabin Abraham Joseph. It's just such a great name, such a great name. I I, I love the name, uh, and I love saying it like that too. It's just so Shahabin Abraham Joseph. You know what I'm saying? Like it's strong, strong man. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, he got arrested. Um, now this comes after basically 21 Savage um, got all his masters. Um, now, if you don't know what that means for an artist to get his master's, um, that means that he or she um, owns all the rights to their music. Uh, so all of his music, all the Tony Savage music, uh, music on that label, on his label, I think Atlantic, um, all, his, all his music is his. He has the rights to all his music. So Ice now wanted to arrest this man uh, because he was over here illegally. Now... What was in the report from 21 Savage's lawyer was that um, ICE did everything wrong, which they did. Um, they they went about everything the wrong way and everything. Like, you, you could literally looking at documents and documents and documents um, that were, um, and looking at the ICE, um, like their regulation and, and everything, they literally did everything outside of their jurisdiction. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they weren't um, authorized enough to even get this man. Um, and he were, he applied for and he renew he he applied to renew his visa in 2017 or I mean uh, uh, late 2017 early 2018. So not knowing how long that takes, you understand what I'm saying? Because I know just getting a passport, I, I just got my ass license and I know my passport. Um, uh, I have to get my passport. I know if, if just waiting that it's like a what six to eight week process. So, you know, that if if that, you know what I'm saying? So you 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 don't know when that is coming. So the fact that um I don't want to I don't want to sit here and say that we're tearing a black man down, but at the same time, you know, every time that we we see a black man trying to do better or trying to even, you know, just improve himself um, there is always something that tear him down. Just like I said uh, about the Chris Brown incident, he's he's he got his masters from RCA. You understand what I'm saying? He got all his masters, all the rights to his music, all of them, from his first album to to this one. And 
you know, now he has these rape allegations, which even in the story, if, you, if you're a logical person and you read the story, she doesn't have anything on this man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were going through with it, you would have went through with it. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that we keep playing these 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 games um, is just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, man, we, we the the fact that we're trying to put the black man down is just is it, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, at the same time, like, and, and y'all know I play devil's advocate all the time. You know, if if you if you did it, you know I'm gonna cuss you out for it. You know what I'm saying? Like. You shouldn't have did that shit. But at the same time, I also I'm also consciously aware that we do have some people, men and women, who like to try to put the black man down. You understand what I'm saying? And and that's not right. I think in these two situations that is just trying to stop these two black men from doing better. I said 21 Savage used to rap uh, rap about rape about sorry about <laughs> uh, rap about um gang banging and uh and, and shooting up things you feel me and and now that he's in this new album is rapping in a more positive light you know um actually being there being uh using his uh his mess as a message you know what i'm saying and and, and trying to change the perspective of these kids uh now we don't want to see him flourish um and, and i feel like that's this that, that's fucked up you know what i'm saying I, I feel like that's fucked up i feel like the the, the fact that we are trying to stop black men from winning is really really fucked up to me and i always want black men to win hence going into this next topic of the oreo commercial i want to give a big old shout out our mvp of the week actually is the oreo brand because i want to give a shout out to wiz khalifa and oreo those are our mvps of the week because this oreo commercial with uh wiz khalifa and his son was amazing i felt like this was the just as such a pure essence of black boy joy and black man win and just black family love. You understand what I'm saying? Like, especially between a, a, a father and his son. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that was just so much joy to see that. To see two black men. And then, and then Wiz Khalifa is not your typical average black male. You feel me? He's a chiefer. He's a smoker. You understand what I'm saying? But he's a great father. And that doesn't demean him. And, and it was so great to see that. And going... And, and, Oh, like it warms my heart. You understand what I'm saying? Because we don't get that. We don't get that real, authentic, like black father, black son love. You feel what I'm saying? Even if it's the youngest, like you, you. It was just beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see. It was amazing to understand and just to see um, Oreo literally take a risk. You understand what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta, you gotta think about it. Oreo took a risk here. They took a risk on going that route because really a lot of people, like Gillette did it in a way, you know, bringing a lot of, but to have it to where we have a a, a, a big name artist in the black community, a lot of, that not only black people, but um, the world listen to, and his son, right, being a father, amazing, amazing. Um, I felt like that was amazing, but, uh, free 21 Savage, let him go. Um, going into the whole, uh, and, and keeping on this whole tearing a black man down thing. Um, I want to read y'all this, 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 this comment, which really pissed me off because this, this even, even sentiments, why? We need to stop doing the tear the black man down shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we have to. There are, what we need to understand is there are good black men out here. Whether you want friendship, relationship, 
campaign. I don't care. There are real, real great men out here that are black. Okay. And the fact that this FSU player, um, uh, DeAndre uh, Frankos, I believe, uh, I want to say his name right, um, was dismissed from the team. Right. Because. Hold on, let me let me get the let me get the, let me get the let me get the thing out. Um, because I guess he was alleged it was alleged that he put his hands on his girlfriend, right? He put his hands on his girlfriend, and, and as y'all know, I don't do rape, I don't do sex, uh, sexual assault or abuse. Uh, I don't do abuse of any kind. I call you out on it. Period. Point blank. I I don't do it. You will get called out. Like period. You know that. Y'all know that. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, damn, what happened? So I always look at this story. The literal fact that his girlfriend immediately wrote on her wall after this was ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry, not on her wall, but on her Instagram was ridiculous. Now, here we go. I want to first. Now, this is the girl. This is this is his girlfriend, right? I quote: I want to first uh, start by apologizing to DeAndre and his family for ultimately diminishing his character. I should have never posted a video from our past situations that were um, already handled. The motive of the video was to scare him, not to ruin anything he had going on for himself. The, so- uh, the sounds you hear in the video are me throwing things and uh, and hitting him and hitting him. I should have never made it seem like uh, he was hitting me. The video was made to look like it was uh, it wasn't. DeAndre has never struck me uh, with his hand or fist. He has never bruised me, but uh, but has abused me verbally. It is. It was actually serious. If it was actually, if it was actually serious, I would have took legal action instead of making an Instagram post. I just wanted to. I just want closure and attention from him after we broke up, but I couldn't get that from him. The only way to get his attention was through Instagram and spiteful actions. I had no clue the video was that serious and will go viral to the point that he'd be dismissed. I was so mad and, and made a decision out of anger. I thought posting an old video. Uh, will make him remember all that we have been through, then delete it and everything will be fine. Now looking back on it, I feel terrible because I provoked him while recording, but was never in fear of my life uh, or felt helpless. I never called the police on him. I, I never called the police on him because I, he never physically hurt me. We both were uh, verbally abused to each other throughout our relationship, which I understand now is not healthy. After my miscarriage, I felt alone and going through that alone made me very angry and spiteful and selfish. I wasn't myself and tried to hold on to something that wasn't there. Love can make you do some crazy things, and I'm sorry for leading people to believe that he was hitting me along with all the trouble that I have caused. I feel terrible, and uh, and I now and I know a lot of people are hurt by this, but I know he will bounce back from this and continue his dream. Diamond Lindsay. Now, Miss Diamond. Miss Diamond. I don't, if I can call you that. <laughs> um, I, let me first say, I, my heart goes out to you for your miscarriage. Um, I, 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 I can, I can feel that that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, however, huh, this is something, this was, a, this was, this was probably this man's dream, right? Now on both sides, you both are both wrong, right? You both are both wrong in the sense that Verbal abuse is abuse at, 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 at any hand. Verbal abuse is abuse. And yelling, especially for me, if you know me, uh, yelling is it should never be a form of uh, attack. 
Um, never. Period. And and I'm learning that. Trust me. Um, it should never be a form of attack. And even even in the event that you guys are verbal abusive, it, it should have been communication. However, all of that past it, you're in the wrong. And you should have never sat here and posted an old video knowing the impact that Instagram and social media has on a person's well-being, not only well-being, but on their career. Do you understand how many athletes, how many celebrities, how many artists have lost their careers because of social media and because of shit like this? Like, we have to do better. Stop lying on your vagina. Stop lying on your dick. Stop lying on your nutsack. Stop lying on your titties. It is not fucking cute. This is not cute. It's not cute. We're trying to hurt people, hurt people. Okay? Hurt people, hurt people. And this is nothing but hurt people, hurting people. Stop this. Period. This is ridiculous. Across the board, this this got this shit got to end. Ridiculous. I'm I'm just it, it because it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous to see here and 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 continue to see so many great men, right? This is why you don't post all of your relationship on, online. Now I know. I posted my girl, right? But y'all don't know her Instagram. Y'all can find it. But y'all don't know her Instagram. I haven't posted her Instagram name on that shit. Why? Because y'all don't need to know every fucking thing. You understand what I'm saying? You don't need to know. Social media is a luxury for you. Use it as such. It's not a necessity. It's a luxury. Right? I don't think of social media as a necessarial necessarial necessity for me. It's more of a luxury. I use it for marketing because it's a great marketing tool, but it's a luxury. Because if I had to, I would go out here and get on my feet and start going out to every place and start marketing the whole way. Do you know how hard that would be, though? But you know how, how much people would be hating me but be in my face, though? I'm just saying. We need to stop trying to ruin people's lives over the social media and lying on our dicks and our vaginas because it's not cute. We need to stop, okay? Um, just just a heads up, the Fire Festival um, dude, um, Andy, uh, who was willing to give the BJ to save the Fire Festival, is low-key getting a new documentary. He got a bunch of offers. Um, after after the documentary, cause man, he was gonna really take one for the team. Shout out to Andy, but he got some documentaries and everything. Uh, so shout out to him. I wanted to just give give him a brief shout out. Um, let's talk about Liam Neeson. Neeson's. Um, so Liam Neeson's. Um, went on the Independent and talked about um his encounter. Well, his. 
I don't even want to say encounter, but I guess you can say his, um, he had a conversation with his friend and who told him that she allegedly got raped by a black guy. And, um, he was roaming up and down a neighborhood, a black neighborhood for about a week or whatever. And, um, was waiting for some one one black person to take him off so he could kill him, you know, in the name of his friend. Now I put on a poll and said, "Do y'all respect his honesty?" And I remember a lot of people saying um, yes and no. I think I got like sixty percent saying yes and forty percent saying no. And I respect both sides because honestly, um, I said I even said I respect his honesty because you don't hear a lot of white people outside saying this. This is this is something that a lot of um, these are like inside jokes that white people say. And I feel like, um, him saying that out loud to me, it didn't, it didn't shock me at all. You know what I'm saying? It, it didn't put any like shock in my, 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 my ear, but I was like, I, 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 I more so, I appreciate your honesty, but you still a motherfucking racist. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Like now I know how to handle you. Like, that's how I take it. I know how to handle you now. You know what I'm saying? Now I know how to listen to your music. Now I know how to watch your movies. Now I know now I know how to handle you now. You know what I'm saying? Like like even with the whole R. Kelly thing, now I know how to handle him. You understand what I'm saying? Now that I understand you and how you move, I know how to handle you. And it won't be listening to your music for real like that no more. Like I used to love Liam Nissim and Taken. Like I no, I'm good, fam. You feel me? Like, I might watch Taken here and there, but I'm good, fam. You know what I'm saying? If I meet him in person, hey, Leah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm good, fam. You know? So, it's it's just a thing of, one, res- I'm not going to say you you have to respect his, 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 um, his honesty, you know, because I understand if you don't, but I honestly do respect it because it, it, it's, it's not as uh as vague and i respect a white person's honesty more than than their lie you know what i'm saying like i respect their honesty more than the lie you feel what i'm saying like if you if you sit here and you lie um i just feel like that's you you're just trying to play me like tell me you don't like me and i think i've said this on multiple occasions tell me you don't like me tell me tell me that this did like you don't fuck with this like tell me tell me you feel me Instead of, or you don't fuck with me. Tell me that instead of trying to be my friend and sitting here trying to fake it. Nah, nah, fam, I'm good. You feel me? So I just felt like that was, that was interesting in of itself. Um, yeah. Crazy hell. Give me one second, y'all. We going back on live. Give me one second, one second, one second. Hold on. Gotta get the live back up and running. Running, 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 running. All right. So I hope everybody's doing their Valentine's Day prep. Um, Valentine's Day is the 14th. It is this week. It is on a good Thursday, I believe. Uh-huh. It's on a good Thursday. So I hope your weekend is full with great sex, great lovemaking, um, no arguments, Okay, make sure you don't argue. Make sure you love on each other. Understand what I'm saying? Love on one another during Valentine's Day. I understand that. Um, for those who keep saying Valentine's Day is for the girls, 
Um, women, make sure you get your uh, your man a gift. Don't play him. Uh, <laughs> don't play him. Um, yeah, don't play him. Um, Valentine's Day, I feel, is for the couple. It's for a couple as an if. Um, yeah, just don't play him. Don't play him. Don't play her either, fellas. Don't play her either. Um, so let's go into... Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Mm, Wazel. So Bow Wow um, basically, uh, you know, got beat up by his girlfriend. And uh, I was like, whoa, it's kind of crazy. And um, they just released the footage of uh, what happened or before the before the scratches on his face or before the fight um we see bow wow basically um getting upset with his girl um trying to snatch something out of her hand and he taking off a jacket huffing and puffing hoo, 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 you know and all of that good stuff so it's just i'm sitting there like oh okay um what was daunting to me in the comments is that so many people were just laughing at this you know, just thinking that this shit is funny. And honestly, people, like, the fact that you have the 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 audacity and the nerve, right? Because and I'm and I'm here to play devil's advocate, of course. In 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 some cases, little cases, it it may it may it may be the smallest case. But in the smallest case, Somebody, some man is getting abused by his woman. Do you hear what I'm saying? Some man is getting abused by his woman. Take Amber from Team Mom, for example. If you remember Team Mom, if you remember Amber, um, you remember his her baby, her baby's daddy, and they were very heavy set. Literally was beating the shit out of my man, abusing him. And 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 honestly, we all thought that was funny. But literally, abuse is abuse, and he may have deserved that abuse, right? He may have deserved that because he may have put his hands on her first, right? May have done that, so she may have whooped his ass. But in hindsight, we have to stop thinking that men don't get abused by other by by their women, right? Like, get that notion out your head right now, because it does happen. It may not have happened as frequently as the vice versa, but it does happen. And just looking at the comments and just seeing so many people being insensitive, it was just very, it was just very, just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Y'all are wild. Don't do that again. Um, So, I hope Bow Wow and this whole situation pans out. Like, that was, that was a lot. Um, so going into that, uh, let's go into our brother to brother, the question of the day. Would you be offended if your woman made you a plate before you now listen, um, this came off of a, uh, of a breakfast club episode that, um, that basically Charlamagne gave Duncan a day to this kid who I guess, uh, killed his uh his baby mama or his girlfriend or whatever you want to call her his boo his bae because she made him a plate she made another man plate before her before him and he snapped and Charlemagne was just like listen brothers 
We need to show our emotions better. And you know what? Going into that, we do. We need to show our emotions better, fellas. Okay? Because, listen, if my girl made a man's plate before me, if he literally made, if she literally made his plate before me, I'm not going to lie. I would snap in that moment. <laughs> not going to lie. I would snap in that moment. But I'm not going to kill her. That's kind of wild. But, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's kind of ridiculous. But I would, you know, in maturity hindsight, pull her to the side. Be like, babe, why you, why you, why you fix that man playing for me? And especially if it's not like your father, you know, your grandfather, you know, Jesus. Um, if it's not one of them, or our son, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it ain't one, one, one of them, uh, why they not feeding themselves? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, fellas, we have to do more in expressing our emotions better. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes... If you need you you gotta find you gotta find those 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 things that also make you calm down. You know, we have those things that make us tick, right? We have those things that really sit here and try to that that drive us home that anger. We also have to find those things that make us calm down. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning to just breathe and take ten seconds, ten to twenty seconds to just breathe and just calm down and let my anger go. Cause I get riled up, you know what I'm saying? I, I get riled up. So sometimes you just gotta bring your anger down. You know what I'm saying? Bring it down, you know, to a minimal, real quick. And you know, talk to your woman. You know what I'm saying? I, I know in some cases, especially the hood, you know, I know in the hood, you know, hood arguments. You feel me? Hood arguments are a thing. You know what I Them things be going for hours. You feel me? But we have to learn. We as just not just just as, as a collective need to just know how to talk to each other better. Um, because things like this, as this kid going to jail, now he's about to be serving food, um, to, 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 to the inmates and the inmates are probably going to get his booty now. Um, no, don't disrespect him, but now they're probably going to get his booty now. So it's just about to be bad. So, um, I just, listen, we just got to do better in showing our emotions, people. Like it's just, it's just, we, we have to do better. Men, black men, we have to do better in showing our, our women, our emotions better. You know what I'm saying? Just, just try. Just a little bit. I I, I I push you to try this week. Just try. Um, let's go into this Chris Brown offset beef. Uh, first of all, this Chris Brown offset beef is dumb as hell because it's literally off the of 21 Savage shit. Um, Chris Brown made a meme or posted a meme about 21 Savage. And y'all know people have been making memes all week. You feel me? We cannot listen. We cannot go through life without making jokes. It, it, like literally without laughing. And without laughing, there comes jokes. Jokes come with laughter, right? Like... It happens. You understand what I'm saying? Like, some jokes are meant for the inside, and most jokes are meant for the outside, right? Like, you have some jokes that are just, like, literally meant for your inside jokes, right? Like, literally, literally. P.S. just saw a video of um, of some NFL players with their white wives talking about, and, and the white wife recorded the video talking about um, they were cheering to light-skinned, light-skinned children. Um... First of all, I just wanted to PS that and say you're disrespectful as fuck. Um, but if that was an inside joke, you should have left it inside and stopped recording so much shit. I'm just saying. Um, you feel me? Uh, but Chris Brown and uh, Offset, um, they beefing over, 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 over 21 Saturdays. Like, this is this was crazy. So, uh, Chris Brown makes this meme over, uh, 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 or posts this meme with 21 rapping and shit in, in, you know, in, in British... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it was funny because 
everybody was making memes about it, right? And you know, black Twitter loves to make memes. Twitter loves to make memes. Period. So we get we we get the memes, and um, Offset in the comments literally comments and says, "Bro, this not basically this not funny. Uh, you're not funny, bro. Like this, you know, what I'm saying taking up for his bro." Now, a lot of people in the comments was like, damn, he's taking up for bro more than he's taking up for Cardi. I, I lost it. I was like, damn, he's taking up for his girl more than he's <laughs> They was literally calling 21 Savage's girl. I was like, I'm asleep. So, now, this beef between Chris Brown and Offset, which I thought Chris Brown and Amigos were good, but obviously, I'm living under a rock because I never knew that they had a beef. Um, it's somehow becoming a big thing. Like, literally, they've been making, they have... They did a, uh, they said that Chris Brown and Migos should have a dance battle. And now it would be funny because if you've seen it, like, Offset has this video of a younger Offset literally dancing and then Chris Brown dancing. Like, that would be dope. That would be dope as fuck. But I feel like I don't know where this beef has come from because, honestly, I, I was trying to look at all sides of the spectrum. First of all, they, they shouldn't be beefing because they don't even eat beef, for real. That's first. Second... I'm trying to look at the relevancy of this beef. Now, I'm trying to look at Migo, like Offset and Chris Brown, two two highly, highly, highly still relevant uh, individuals in this culture. Um, Chris Brown has been relevant for years. Migo, uh, Offset has been uh, relevant for years. I would say that Offset has the bigger clout right now. Um, Even being more of a Chris Brown fan, I would say that also has the bigger clout right now just because the Amigos have really been going off on their own shits for years now. Um, Chris Brown still makes bangers. Don't get it twisted. This man has still been making bangers, and you cannot sit here and say that over over the past decade right now, this man has not been doing his shits because this man has been making countless bangers. But I think, and I was just trying to see the relevancy in why this beef was, you know, being a beef. And there's no relevancy in this beef. So I just wanted to just deem this beef, this beef not in void. Like, can y'all just go back to y'all separate corners? Because this beef is, this beef is stupid. Y'all beefing over nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all beefing over bullshit. And to think like y'all really beefing over bullshit is just stupid. So can y'all just leave this beef alone? Like, y'all don't even eat beef for real. You feel me? <laughs> Chill out. Like, what are y'all beefing over? Like, 20, like we understand. First of all, 21 Savage is going to make Like, they can't get 21 Savage's money, first of all. Like, 21 Savage is going to be fine. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the, fir- the fact that we're beefing over something so minimal and so dumb is, is ridiculous. Because both of y'all don't really need the clout. You understand what I'm saying? Like, both of y'all don't really need the clout. I said, Chris, you're, you're multi-talented. You feel me? Song, sing, songwriter, dancer, performer, um, uh, rapper. Like you, you do it all. So it's just like, why are y'all beefing? Like this is the time we, at this moment in time, we shouldn't even be beefing for real, for real. Like all y'all beef need to go to the side. Like Chris, like Migos, like come on now, like Meek Mill just put his beef to the side with Drake. Drake just put it side to Chris. Like we need to just put all these beef. To, to leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, Tiffany Haddish talking about she didn't put putting in her hat for president. Um, Tiffany, I love you, baby, but don't don't do that. Don't do that, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Tiffany, stop, stop playing. Um, uh, the Grammys, um, is having a Motown tribute, and the the Grammys is actually coming on this Sunday. Um, uh, actually, the Sunday that I'm actually recording right now, and uh, 
I'm kind of excited for this Grammys. Um, as I posted some of the Grammys uh, earlier last month or the month before, uh, some of the nominees and everything. Um, I'm looking forward to Cardi's performance. And I'm also looking forward to this Motown tribute. Now, here's the thing. No shade to J-Lo. No shade. But J-Lo is doing uh, a Motown tribute in Boys to Men. Now, I'm here for Boys to Men. Boys to Men, absolutely. J-Lo, on the other hand, hold on. Like, I, you know, we, we got to talk. Like, I I get it, but then I don't get it. Like, y'all couldn't find... It, it's just like... It's like Usher doing a Selena tribute. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, Usher can't do... Like, he can, but it's not going to feel the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, it it's, a, it's a whole bunch of... Of, of R&B singers doing doing uh, Hispanic music or Hispanic tribute to the uh, to the culture, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can't learn, but it won't feel the same unless you're unless like literally Hispanic uh, known artists like J Lo literally go and do Hispanic festivals and tributes like that. You feel me? Like you can't tell me do a Motown tribute and not have mo damn near all of Motown. Black people, Smokey Robinson, um, uh, Diana Ross, like Diana Ross, actually doing the uh, actual. Um, she actually doing a. Uh, she's actually performing at the Grammys, so that's pretty dope. But just, I was just confused by J Lo being on the thing. But you know, no shade, no no foul, no shade, no shot, no, no shade, no foul. Um, let's talk about this Florida body cam exposed. Um, so back in 2017, this. This 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 sheriff in Florida, and it's always my state. Shout out to Florida, Lord. Uh, this 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 the sheriff of Florida literally. Um, this body cam was exposed with the, sh- the uh, with this camera um, showing um, a black man and his kid literally being harassed by these two um, white cops, and literally these white cops were just very demeaning to this black man. This black man was literally sitting on the the curb doing nothing. Um, I guess they got a, a, a complaint about a black guy um, doing something outside the house, whatever, whatever, or just getting getting a complaint about a black guy. Period. And as we know, no matter no matter in the like, it doesn't matter. Just just going back to the Liam Neeson thing, it doesn't matter. Um, like when a white person, when anybody, when some, when a white person calls. It says I have somebody black, a black guy outside my house, or a black guy just robbed me, or something like that. I could be walking down the street, you feel me? And cops come and they say, oh, "I we just got a call that a black guy." Da, 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 da. I'm arrested already. Boom! I didn't even do shit. You understand what I'm saying? That guy just got away, but because of the 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 racial notion. That when a person calls about a black guy, it's any black guy you find in on the block um, for cops. Um, this 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 harassment will continue, and this harassment has continued, um, but it does never get shown. And just like this video uh, of this man literally getting his baby literally taken from him, him getting getting him getting choked to the ground, like literally. Um, 
being disrespected called boy like this was the 1910s first of all i will beat your ass if you ever see her and call me a fucking boy I, I woo don't do it don't do it you understand what i'm saying don't call me boy don't especially and don't do it to a 50 plus year old man like this man is is a grown man and you call him boy don't do it this this is not it you understand what i'm saying so um, we need more videos like this to spread and come out. You, and, and so many people ask the question, well, why, you know, well, why are we just talking about this now? You know what I'm saying? Well, why, you know, that, that question gets brought up so much and it's because we don't have so much exposure. You understand what I'm saying? Black people will never have this much, this, this, this type of exposure. We will never get what we need to get out there and start talking about it. More of these body cams need to be out so we can talk about it and make shit happen. Get shit in Florida popping so we don't have, like, literally change the system. Start to make changes to the system so we can get shit popping, dog. And it's not even to take away from white families and shit. But what I'm not about to sit here and continue to have or continue to see is literally racist white motherfuckers sitting here trying to make problems and cause hell in America because we're changing. Yes. Because literally Waka said it. Waka said it. It's not these young white kids. It's not. It's really not. That's that's really toting it is spiting this racism. It's coming from the top. It's coming from the old old heads who still have who are set in their ways of their mentality who don't want to change. Trust me, old folks across the board, when they are setting the way, they don't want to change. Specifically white folks, that mentality of racism, discrimination against white people, white power, that's in their mind. You think that's about to change? They're about to spill their rhetoric on down. We are the betterment. You don't talk to them. Period. I, let me keep you away from the black people. So what do you what do you expect? We have to do better. As an America, we got to do better. Period. Point blank. Uh, let's see. So like I said, our MVP of the week this week was Oreo and Wiz Khalifa. Shout out to that. Like I said, shout out to that amazing, amazing uh, commercial. I feel like that was just. So much black boy joining black men win in that in that it was just amazing. Um, our biggest losers of the week was the NFL and the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, that was probably the boringest Super Bowl I have ever watched. It was ridiculous. It was um, it was boring. Um, shout out to Tom Brady and them winning, but it was boring. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, yeah, it just, it just was not a great Super Bowl. The commercials sucked. Um, I wasn't here for it. Yeah, wasn't here for it. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that. The Super Bowl was just not it. I was just not here for it this year. It was, just, it was very boring. Like, literally, I could just, we was literally sitting at my friend Liv, how shot to live, and literally just sitting there. I feel like we all fell asleep at one point. We, like I, I remember, like we, one person was at the table doing homework. My, uh, my girl was sleeping on the, um, 
I think she was sleeping on the guy. It was something like that. But like it was, it was like we. It was just boring. It was, it was just boring. Like, it, like if you needed to do homework that day, you could have. You feel me? And I know a lot of people was, um, literally um, boycotting the Super Bowl again. Uh, but literally, we just wanted to watch the Super Bowl because we were hungry and we we wanted food. We wanted to, we wanted to get a Super Bowl party going and everything like that. So of course. Uh, um, and we have our annual Super Bowl parties anyway. Um, and it really, and it, it, like I said, it was boring. It, it wasn't that great. And the Super Bowl hit its lowest ratings in 10 years. Um, so I think the uh, people now watching the Super Bowl did its job. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the NFL for losing ratings. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a five-minute break, guys, and we will be back. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. We'll be back in five all right, peace, love, and hair grease. What's going on, everybody? Come on back. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I went to my own live video. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but um, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 67. We are live again on Instagram Live. Tap in. And... Um, we are in the opinionated topic of the week. Um, man, we are in the month of black history, of course. And it's so, it's so, I think, apparent. And I think it's so important uh, that we discuss, um, if, we, if this is Black History Month, I think it's so important for me personally. Um, to discuss a lot of topics um, that may necessarily um, be hidden or necessarily like not even just be a troller, right? Because I wouldn't say trolling, but just literally talk about things that I think we as black people don't really discuss. Um, And it's not just not just trying to discuss our history, but also discussing things that are social, um, that are that we are socially conscious of, right? That we don't we don't um, really speak of. And I think this was uh, this topic here um, about this educational division or or of a, or of a possible um, educational division between black uh, scholars um, who. Uh, go to an HBCU or a PWI. Now, I got this um, this topic uh, from a tweet, like I said, that came from um, a Grand Valley student. And like I said, I, I know the student. Um, and I asked the student, I said, listen, uh, you just made Black Twitter mad. And, and the way this guy came about was I'm on, I'm on Twitter, or not on Twitter, I'm, I'm literally on facebook and uh one of my friends hits me up like bro you should see this and i look at he sends me the picture and it's literally this picture of this tweet and the tweet reads um and i quote um i don't like how uh, these hbcu students be trying to act like they working harder 
uh, that 3.8, <clears throat> that 3.8 will be a 2.8 in my school. If anything, at PWIs, black students' experience uh, experiences are harder, right? And he, he spelled harder, all caps. Uh, since, since, um, since on top of our academics, we have to deal with racism. Stay at, stay at your underfunded HBCU sne- uh, HBCUs, sneak dissers. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing at the tweet. I'm laughing at the, um, the the literal um i i can only uh, i can i can i can hear the comments in my head because i've seen the comments and black twitter went on a rampage with that because honestly first of all a lot of the a lot of the comedians and um a lot of the um you know musicians that we listen to now more than likely have come from hbcus and I think what it what what kind of set me back with that was the fact that he called them underfunded, right? I think the whole tweet in itself had a little disrespect in it. Now, I, I asked this, I asked him, um, was him now? <laughs> I asked him basically, um, you know, what? Why did you say what you said? Um, because I wanted him on the show. I wanted him to talk about this experience and you know what happened, like what riled him up and. Somebody called our school because we actually go to the same university. Somebody called our school a mayonnaise university. Um, I guess somebody called our school a mayonnaise university. He got upset about that. And in which, honestly, any PWI that you go to and is a mayonnaise university, it is all white folk, literally. And when I say white folk, I literally don't mean people that are white. It is damn near all white folk. You may have a little sprinkle of white uh, people that are white here and there, but it's literally all white folk that are very one-dimensional thought, that are very mayonnaise-like. And I love helmets. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I love me some helmets mayonnaise. So that that made me laugh when I, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I seen that. Like, that made me laugh when he said that because I know my school. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the size of the black community at my school, underground wise, is the size of a pebble. And the size of um the black community at graduate school, shit, that's a that's a damn near a mustard seed. You understand what I'm saying? A little grain. You know what I'm saying? A little 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 one of them little uh little bread grains. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that is. Like Grand Valley is a man-aid school. Now if you want to change that, then do better in your inclusion and equity. You understand what I'm saying? However, um, I felt that the tweet was very disrespectful in, 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 in a way, right? But I think it was disrespectful in, in, in an also good way because it also hinted at something that I feel a lot of people don't talk about, right? That we haven't talked about, that I really do see. Um when it comes to black scholars, um, in uh, when it comes to black scholars, HBCU students um, versus PWI students. Now, here's my thing when it comes to this tweet. Right, let let me address the tweet. Um, a three point eight here at Grand Valley um, would not be. I, I can't. I personally cannot sit here and say if I go to Howard, Tennessee State, because I apply. I I, I personally apply to Tennessee State, Howard, um, Morehouse, Clark, Atlanta. Uh, who else? 
I applied to about seven or eight HBCUs before I actually got into Grand Valley. And the one thing that if if it wasn't so expensive at that time, I would have gone. Because for me, going to Howard was about a 50 band, 50 thou a year type school. And here it was it was cheaper. You know what I'm saying? So a uh, black dude trying to get it. Hell yeah. Right. And I wasn't I and for me I wasn't looking for scholarships and all that. And honestly, I was looking for scholarships, but I was just getting denied so much I just said, fuck it. I just I was done. Right. So for me it was more so like, okay, coming to a PWI, I didn't know this was I didn't know the specifics, right? Didn't really know the specifics or oh, HBCU PWI. I just was like, I wanna be exposed to the white people. <laughs> I want to be exposed to white people, right? I want to be exposed to um, the white culture, what I need to look forward to going outside these doors. You feel me? And I don't sit here and knock my experience at Grand Valley because it has, it has given me um, it has given me so much confidence. First of all, not, not only in myself, but in my blackness, right? Because this uh, the tweet does say that we face racism. We face racism more than uh, than an HBCU student. First, I'm not. I'm not even going to correct that. I don't even know if that's true for real. Um, even though we are historically black, we do still have colorism and everything. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, but um, I will say, being at Grand Valley, I do experience a high dosage of racism. I do experience a lot more uh, white faces, white. Uh, uh, in white places that are looking down on me and that don't want to see me succeed. However, I do have people that are white in these same white spaces and white places who want to see me uh, propel and don't want to just um, don't want to just help me just to sit here and make a dollar off me, but want to help me and see me succeed as a, as a, as a human being. You understand what I'm saying? So when I read this tweet to say that a 3.8 here would be a 2.8 there. It's something to just be disres- uh, to be disrespectful about, honestly, because I literally looked up uh, the national, um, looked up some 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 uh, some rankings of where colleges are standing. You know what I'm saying? Of of where HBCUs land and where PWIs land, and specifically where Grand Valley lands. And um, I'm looking at some of these schools, and I'm like, listen, bro, I I, I go to a, a Division two school. You understand what I'm saying? Most HBCUs are Division two, Division three. I think there are only a couple that are Division one, maybe, uh, but they're Division two, Division three. The fact that they are academic wise are in the top 100, they are past Grand Valley in every spectrum. Um, I think it's a disrespect to their sentiment. You understand what I'm saying? Um, you're saying that a 3.8 at you know at at at, at that that university. Um, would be a 2.8 here. Um, even even vice versa, I think that that is a disrespect too because you don't know what they're teaching there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that it would be even more harder over there, over at HBCU, because the black people want you to succeed even more. They're going to push you in a way that white people will not. Honestly, and and I'm and I'm only being I'm only keeping it a buck. I feel that black people, black educators, are going to propel black scholars, young black scholars, to another place where white people, another minority, cannot, and that's to any minority. You understand what I'm saying? I b- believe if Hispanic educators can propel 
more of their culture better than any other culture can because they know they've learned outside of their culture. So let's propel my culture forward. You understand what I'm saying? So literally to sit here and say that a 3.8 at an HBCU would be a 2.8 at a PWI. It's just ridiculous. And I have a friend who was literally going to be on the show. She was going to be on the show, but shout out to Brittany. She was sick. Um, who is not only a part of the Grand Valley community, um, but she graduated from Kentucky State, I believe, um, and with her bachelor's, right? Got her bachelor's um, from Kentucky State, came to Grand Valley to uh, get her master's. She's graduating, her master, uh, she's graduating with her master's on, and in April. You feel me? So, like, if I can bring her on the show to talk about this more, I will. But um, when she feels better, because having that perspective right to sit here and say and and even talking to her before the show she was just like i don't think a lot of people who go to hbcus have this perspective a lot you know what i'm saying because she was like I, I i talked to my friends like we 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 we've been to hbcus you know what i'm saying and some a lot of us don't think like that but there there are some who do have that that kind of thinking where um if I go to an HBCU, I'm higher than you. Or if I go to a PWI, I'm better than you. You understand what I'm saying? It shouldn't be like that, right? We shouldn't have this educational division if there is one, right? This educational division between uh, between one another because we went, you went to a Tennessee State, a Howard, or I went to a um um. Uh, a Michigan State or 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 a Michigan or a um or a Purdue. You understand what I'm saying? Like that shouldn't be where that shouldn't be where our focus is. We should be supporting everybody who goes anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? Like if we're pushing if we're pushing for HBCUs, if we're pushing to first of all, the underfunded part killed me. Right. Like, let me let me let me let me touch on that. The underfunded part killed me. And I feel as a black man, I want to go. I still want to go to HBCU. Just me personally. I still want to get my Ph.D. from HBCU. Right. And honestly, hell, it's just for the culture. You feel me? Give back to an HBCU because we are so underfunded and I ain't even go to one. But I feel as though there's an obligation because these are historical black colleges that our ancestors literally had to make. Like, yes, they got help from the white man. They got help from people that were white. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they have racist tendencies, of course. It was racist back then, period. But they honestly, there were people honestly, and I know it's it's hard for some of y'all to comprehend because some of y'all are just so one fucking dimensional. But there were some white people out there who really wanted to see black people win. You understand what I'm saying? And to those few white people that want to see black people win, I say thank you, but there's not enough. You feel what I'm saying? Like the NAACP just didn't start and built these these historical black colleges just out of thin air. No, white money had to go into this. But it was just white money. Because we sit here and say white money, oh, they're not historical. No. We had educators, engineers, doctors, lawyers, entertainers, two channels. <laughs> Graduated from like I'm just sitting here saying, right? And 
the disrespect that we as a black community kind of give, you know, we, we got to stop disrespecting each other. First of all, when it comes to education, that that has to be that that, that has to be dead. Because at this point, everybody's trying to come for us at every every point. You understand what I'm saying? Like everybody's trying to come for us at every which way. And the fact that we are literally sitting here saying, you know, this tweet, like, I'm not sitting here saying that um, this tweet is valid. Because honestly, if he if, if he was sitting right across from me, I would tell him, like, this tweet is very harsh. It's very harsh. I, and I'm not saying that people don't think this way. I'm not saying that some people don't think this way because a lot of, uh, I would think that some, to a lot of HBCU students think this way. Now you would you and, and and vice versa. I would think that a lot of PWI students, black students, think this way too, to where they think they're better than the HBCUs because they gonna say, "Well, we feel like HBCU students feel like they better than us." First of all, we need to stop feeling like we better than anybody else because we're great ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? You're a scholar no matter no matter where you go. I don't care if you go to CC. HBCU, PWI, um, Ivy League, it don't matter. Like, we're trying to get it any way we can. We need to stop being so damn disrespectful to ourselves and then to each other when it comes to this shit. And when it comes to education, when it comes to going to an HBCU, going to, I said, when I become a future father, it doesn't matter which college my daughter wants to go to she want to go to hbu let's go you want to go to, you want to come to my alma mater let's go as much as i hate grand valley at times grand valley has given me such a great experience it has made me understand my blackness it had to make me find my blackness within a literal uncultured bubble so, no, I don't take anything away from Grand Valley. And if my future daughter or the son wanted to come to Grand Valley to come to my alma mater, I would let them. Because at the end of the day, education is education. Right? Education is education. I'm going to be the one to push my daughter a little more past what Grand Valley and their teachers do for the black community specifically. And not to say we do have black educators and black mentors at Grand Valley who do this, who literally push our students past the prime of what white teachers do at Grand Valley. You understand what I'm saying? So the same way I just said HBCUs, black educators have a way, right, to push black students a little bit more than any other culture or respect, right, vice versa. We have some of those here at Grand Valley, even though it is a mayonnaise university. It's a mayonnaise university, yes. Most PWIs and Ivy Leagues are. They are highly miracle whipped. <laughs> and mayonnaise the first. But that does not give us the right to disrespect HBCU students or culture nor does HBCU students have the right to disrespect PWI students uh, black students and their culture as well because we don't know what everybody went through during their time in college. I believe I, I feel that you were mad, bro. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying that you have you didn't have a valid reason, but I feel as though this tweet was just a little bit too disrespectful. 
You made Black Twitter mad. Black Twitter went off on you. And I think it was valid. I think they had a valid reason to do that. Because black, uh, HBCUs know that they're underfunded. We know we 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 know that they're underfunded. It's literally like every high-profile black celebrity or person is giving to a, uh, a, a, a HBCU. I think which was Bethune Cookman or some some HB one HBCU stu, uh, university just had to raise five million dollars. I think to stay open, and they and they raised almost ten million. I think it was like eight point two million to be exact. Literally, that's how underfunded these schools are. We know. <laughs> we know. And that's no diss to them. But that's a, that's, a, that's a sentiment and a respect to how much black institutions are meant to this country. You understand what I'm saying? HBCUs need to stay here. Right. They need to stay here. And I believe that everybody, no matter if you're going to undergrad, master's or PhD, I feel like everybody needs to experience an HBCU at one time or a sentiment of another. I do. I really do. Even if that's a black college, tour, I experience. I listen, I experienced the HBCU during my uh, two black college tours. I went um, in eighth grade and I went in 10th grade. When I tell you, oh, my God. God, just to experience, to experience the culture there. Black, the black people were amazing. Oh, it felt so great. And that type of energy, that energy is what I wanted to bring here, right? That energy, that 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 blackness, that sense of black. Like I know I'm black, and I'm proud to be motherfucking black. Because being at PWIs, it can make you feel like your blackness just diminishes just a little bit. But honestly, it's looking, it's, 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 it's looking at HBCUs and it's looking at people from HBCUs who teach us to continue to, continue to strive in our blackness. Right? Why do you think so many people can sit here and say, oh, wow, I love how you can... Switch both sides. That that talk or you know switch in both cultures, white and black. That just doesn't come from PWIs. That comes from HBCUs too, right? Because HBCUs don't just house black students. They house everybody, but they are historical black colleges. Literally, Grand Valley was Grand Valley State College. It was a primarily dominant white school. Did get integrated until I believe like the late 60s. So you were a historical white university. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it was just like, I just, it was just a lot, you know? And I just feel as though this, 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 this possible division or division at all just needs to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are all smart no matter where we go. No matter if you went to trade school, no matter if you went to CC, no matter if you went to a university, an HBCU, a PWI, Ivy League, don't matter. We need to support each other more and stop having this. We need to stop sitting here and spilling this rhetoric, this disrespect, right? Like, it's fine to play and it's fine to joke. Like, yeah, of course, we're going to have school rivalries, all of that bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But literally, that, that, that support that we need. 
like from black men and women from everywhere to support not only HBCUs, but to support their alma maters, the black community, the minority communities in their alma maters. It needs to happen. We need to do better. Period. This division between between it, it got to stop. It got to stop. If it, if it isn't, and if it and if it ain't, all right, cool. But if it is, kill that, kill that shit, kill that noise. We are all scholars. We are all scholars. Like I said, I feel like there are various um, black black people who went to HBCUs who work for PWIs who are literally pushing the envelope with. Um, young black students uh, in their uh, at their respective universities at those PWIs, pushing them to a level that um, that probably normal teachers in a PWI can't push. You understand what I'm saying? Some black people, most black people, need a, a, a bigger push than what we're getting. And I feel like the that push can only come from a, another black person who knows. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that goes for any for any other culture. I feel like another. Uh, I feel like your culture, not saying can only understand you, but would understand you a lot better. And I feel like will give you the best educational push for you in the long run. Period. So, I appreciate y'all for kicking it with me um, today on this great day. Like I said, we got some new toys in. I appreciate uh, B uh, Ringer. I, 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 I probably fucked that up, uh, but I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate my interface. I'm so happy um, that I got some new toys. Um, man, I keep keep investing into this thing, and I keep thinking that it's gonna be done. But it's not, man. I'm I'm just excited that this continues to flourish, that the pod continues to flourish and everything. Uh, let's see. We have some things coming up. No, we don't. Uh, um, we will be back next week with a whole new episode. Um, shout out to shout out to everybody that came out. Like I said, for my birthday and celebrated. Um, shout out to all the Aquariuses and in uh, February birthday. Shout out to y'all. Um, shout out to all the oh. Go every Black Friday, and I want I want to try to do this too. Uh, I want to try to start doing this, and I heard this from Killer Mike uh, from his from his show Trigger Warning. Uh, but he says it a lot. Period. Um, black Fridays. Make sure we try to support a black business. And I know I said this earlier in the show, but try to support a black biz- black business on Black Friday, whether that's online, whether that's uh, in a store. Support a black business. You feel me? Black Fridays. Try to do that. All right. So I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And we will see you next week. This is the Opinionated Brother. Peace out. Love.